This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. What we do with these sessions is, uh, a while ago, or for Derek was this morning, um, <laughs> get in touch and say, look, would you mind being part of the success panel? Um, just so we can get some names and start to make some arrangements. Yeah, no problem. But what I then do is I wait until as late as I can to give them the questions. Because you guys are world-class at overthinking. So if I sent the questions out a week ago, Ed would turn up with an encyclopedia of answers. <laughs> yeah, so the later we leave it, I believe, and this is how the format's always gone, and they've always been fantastic. I think, later leave it, I think it's a little bit more organic, a little bit more, right, you know, snappy, whatever you want to call it. So, are you, all, are you okay? Are you all ready? Yeah. Yeah, Derek, this is an old hat now. Just whatever you want. All right, so, this is how it's going to We've only got one microphone, so we're going to have to pass it along, if that's okay. Uh, Tim, we'll start with you. Right, so, just, I know you've all been chatting, you've all been speaking to each other. It's been absolutely brilliant, but just tell everybody who you are, where you're from, a little bit about yourself, as if you, you know, like it was a dating show. My name's Tim, uh, I'm, from, uh, I'm from Denmark, uh, Copenhagen, and uh, I joined uh, Paul's group uh, in October 18, I think it was, yeah, if I remember correctly, and I own a private practice, uh, mostly cash. We have a little bit of hybrid where the insurance covers some part of it, and uh, the patient has uh, some copay. Um, we are at the moment uh, myself part time treating and two physios full time, and then a physio student coming in for maybe five or eight hours a week to follow up with the warmest leads and just uh, sharing the visuals and being part of uh, the environment. Uh, yeah, I'm part of uh, the third largest fitness facility in Denmark. We are a locally owned franchise. I've been part of that franchise ever since it was built, uh, roughly around the start of 2018. Um, yeah, so it's been a journey on its own. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit about me. Chris? I'm Chris Stankovic, he, him. Um, <laughs> uh, I run a, a small, well, small practice, it's a medium-sized practice now in a small town called Market Harbour in South Leicestershire. Uh, we are currently four practitioners, two front desk. Um, I'm just about to open another bench for my wife, which I'll touch on some of the questions later on. Uh, I first came to Paul's World in 2016, around about the same time as Gav, actually, um, when I was listening to an American podcast uh, by a PT called Jared Carter and continuously hearing about these clinic owners and their stories really inspiring but they're all American no offence Derek but <laughs> it didn't translate as well particularly not back then um, and then one day this, this English accent came on he's talking about how the our competition's free and it's the NHS and how do we um, do a cash based practice um, where people are willing to come and pay us cash uh, also got to mention I'm a sports therapist like a physio no booze it's <laughs> <laughs> um, so the same as well in the room. Um, I don't know if there's any sports therapists that are guests, but you know, happy to, to chat to you guys as well. All physios. Um, to go out story, so you know, Paul's talking about this and it's just really resonating with me. Um, so I started following Paul's content. And at the same time, um, we had a surprise child on the way. 
um, <laughs> been with my now wife um, for photographers at the time. So it's like right, this business really needs to, to grow now. I'm into marketing. Paul's saying the right things and uh, Accelerator 2.0, I think it was at the time in 2016, came along, and that's when I, I jumped on to Paul's stuff. Um, I am a classic case of the fortunes in the follow-up. I think, you know, like you guys, I sat in the room in London last year as a guest, so I've only actually been part of Four Percent for for a year now, and uh, it's been hitting some year. Um, but I've been dipping in that pool stuff for, for many, many years um, to, to get to this point. Derek, cool. Yeah, glad to be here from across the pond. Uh, Derek Hines. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. And I have a hybrid practice that's kind of got an interesting little model. Um, I, I came into Paul's group probably a little bit different. I had done what I think we talk about a lot, which is like built the beast. So when I came in, it was I had a fairly um, decent sized practice already. We were probably a million dollar practice, but it was a nightmare. It was I, I was treating patients, you know, forty hours a week. I was running staff another five or ten hours a week. I was trying to do you know, any little remaining management stuff, um, you know, quote unquote, like CEO for, you know, the last like five hours on a Sunday. And uh, at some point you're going to, you're going to, you know, burn out and, and kind of fall off the wagon, so to speak, and knew that something was going to have to change. And so um, a lot of the things that I've taken away from, from Paul is a lot of kind of the, the, the thinking, the shift in mindset stuff. So um, we've got a, we've got a team of, 25 or so, 24, apparently they fired somebody while I've been here, which we can talk about a little bit, uh, y'all like to. Um, I'm actually, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> um, and we provide a bunch of kind of different add-ons, so uh, a lot of the, the talks about what kind of things can you do, I think uh, we do really well, my staff does really quite well in terms of problem solving for the patient. So um, yeah, I'd love to, to get into any of that stuff. Ed? Yeah, my name's Ed. I um, actually just live down the road, so I'd actually prefer the next event to be here, not in Dublin, to be honest. Um, but, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I, I work in two teams. I set up a clinic in 2018. Um, and yeah, I guess, yeah, with Paul, you know, he kind of inspired me right from the start. Um, and just kind of, I've always wanted to set up my own practice. Um, you know, was thinking about doing marketing before physio, so I always kind of had a passion for it. And then started to listen to Paul's podcast and just was like, wow, this just sounds like right in my street. So, yeah, did accelerate, uh, joined Mastermind, yeah, back in yeah, 2019, I think. Um, and hired a lot of people, fired a lot of people. Um, fast forward to, you know, from, from then, we, I was just a you know, small room in a gym. Now, now it's a clinic with a gym and three three rooms. Um, we've still got the um, room in the gym as well. We've got two rooms in that gym now, um, and started another business within the clinic as well. Um, and yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's been quite the journey. Um, and yeah, I'm from York originally. Um, and yeah, just excited for the next kind of next five years for us. Yeah. All right, um, so we've got a, a pretty varied mix, um, but obviously one of the commonalities is, you know, been around our world for a while as well in, in various different forms. But let's think about the, the last 12 months. Just go into the last 12 months, what it's meant for you, for your business, and how that has aligned with being part of 
this community and being part of a, a coaching environment. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was thinking back to PPN Live, which was, which was good fun in October last year. Um, Sorry for picking on you. That's, that's all right. Um, and yeah, what would be called the Hugh Grant? Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I think from that last one, I mean, there, was, there was loads and loads of stuff, but the big thing that I would spend a lot of time doing was working on my utilization and working out, you know, reverse engineering how much I wanted to make, how many visits we needed, plans, how many people we needed to do for massages, like paper sessions. Um, and now I just have like a really, really clear picture of exactly um, what I need every physio to do uh, based on how much I pay them, um, how many days I believe they've got, how many days sick they're going to probably do, how much training they're going to do, how many meetings we're going to have. Um, so that, that's given me a real good line sight into where, you know, where the best performers are in the business and uh, whether I can say, actually, yeah, I do want you to do this course because, you know, you've been absolutely smashing it, take two days out and do that course. Um, or, you know, I know that, you know, March is a longer month, so let, let's, you know, you know, factor that in and things like that. So that that was a real big, big thing for me uh, back in October. Um, and then just lots of little things like, there's, there's always just like so many tactical things you get from each event, like, you know, I borrowed Steve's referral letter that he sends to every patient when they refer a patient, and patients absolutely love that. So it's like a 20 pound voucher, like a kind of, written letter to each patient. Um, and there's just like loads and loads of those different things really. Um, and then I think for the coaching again, you know, it's easy to think, oh, that's top of, that, that was top of my mind. But when I do like a, the Wednesday call, you know, and we're talking about discovery business, we're talking about, talking about cockpit, or we're talking about you know, cash flow and things like that, you know, it basically just puts you know, the really important things back up into the top of your mind. Whereas if I think I wasn't going coaching, I think I could quite easily go off track and just, yeah, just go off on a tangent and spend three months just, you know, going off course. Um, so there's like regular meetings on a Wednesday just just keep me grounded, I think, because I'm always just at risk of just going, yeah, really, really off track with some new shiny objects. Yeah. Um, ah. It's the last 12 months. Um, so the big shift, I think, that, that we've started to make, and part of this comes from when you get to a point where you're like, kind of what Paul's talked about is like, okay, there's some part of an era that's ended. There's something that has changed. And a lot of what, what my initial um, pushback on a lot of our CEO sessions was like, I love treatment. Like my, my first heart is treatment. Um, I get my best ideas of business from treatment. And so it, trying to, to start to convince yourself that you're more valuable outside of that um, is a, it's a hard mental road to go down. Um, and so, you know, the, the kind of box conversation that Paul and I had probably a year ago is I think it might be time for you to close this box because the opportunities you're missing out on by being in a treatment room the things, the ideas, the vision that you have that you can implement, if you have the space to do it, is gonna help exponentially more people than if you just continue doing that. And that's not where everybody's at at, at you know, specific points in time, but for me, for the last 12 months, it's been really starting to wrap your head around, okay, I think, I think we're there. 
Um, then the next part comes in is, okay, well, what's the vision look like now that I need to start putting in place so that I can kind of affect that many people? And, and that, one, that, that kind of comes in in terms of creating a viable asset. So now what does the company structure need to look like and start putting that in place so that this is something that is running off on its own if I'm here. Um, and so that there was a lot of things that, that ran really well while I was, you know, had my hands in all of it. But as soon as we pulled out, we didn't have the systems in place. And so then it's like, let me start laying the bricks so that in a year's time, we're, we have a viable asset that's a, an actual company that's running and has systems and has the processes in place. So, um, you know, that one thing we started doing as CEOs is, is going to each other's practices and seeing that stuff and giving very specific feedback to people of like, here's your practice. And I think that's one of the flips when you get up to that point is like, at the bottom, everything's top down. We're kind of giving like at an event like this, it's like, here's everything. Everyone take it on your own, how that, that hits you. When you get to the CEO level, we're kind of flipping that upside down and saying, let's dig into your specific business and we're gonna have a session only talking about you for a little while. Um, and, and that gets into us kind of putting those bricks. What's missing? What are you not seeing? Um, there was things that, that I, you know, one of the big takeaways was that, you know, I needed a CFO to keep me in check um, on a lot of levels. Nobody, nobody was doing any of that stuff. And we kind of think in, in reverse in a lot of ways um, when it comes from people, profit, products. So we can get into that. But um, that's been the big shift in the last 12 months is, is one, you're more valuable being the visionary. So give, give yourself more space for that. Two, now, how do you create the structure to give yourself more space for that? So, that's it. Um, there was a phrase I heard Paul say, I think it was on a podcast a few years ago, I think anyone has been around Paul long enough, you'll probably hear it again. And it's um, so along the lines of, have you been in business for 10 years? Or have you been in business for one year, 10 times? And I can definitely say that this last year, this last 12 months since signing up to 4% has been the most different year. Um, it's probably been the most chaotic year, organised chaos probably, lots of changes, lots of adversity to overcome, um, but by far the most exciting year as well. Um, I generally mean that. Um, I sat in a room not too dissimilar to this, like you guys, a year ago. I had my main therapist, a full therapist at the time, one was part-time. She was off on indefinite sick um, after a miscarriage. Um, and I had two other members of staff that culturally I knew weren't right. And I, I left that room knowing they needed to go. There was a bit of, was a bit, was a bit of structure to that. That didn't happen overnight. We had to uh, plan around that. Um, but that was, that was a big pivotal moment for, for us and, and sort of changing the culture and looking at you know, what are our values, what is it that we need these people to be doing, um, and then hiring based on that as well. So. Um, fast forward 12 months, um, we're now, there's six members of staff, um, in that time we've expanded the clinic, gone for three treatment rooms, we're now five treatment rooms, the reception area, we have gym and a studio, and a staffing area, sorry. Um, and yeah, I'll just describe, I've got really laser focused at the moment. Um, I think it's easy when you come to this, you see what everyone's doing, you talk to people, and you, you look at the curriculum on the board, and you go, so much to do, but what you've got to do for me, it was, it was the hiring, it was the culture side of things, um, scorecards was a big thing um, that I, I picked out of that and kind of implemented and that's made the changes for me this year. I now know where the next changes need to come. So I think don't 
be overwhelmed or put off by the content. It's always there. There's always people that have gone through it. And there's always people that are going through it with you. And there's people that will do it after you. Um, and that's what, what the group's about, really. So um, I think at that time when I was sat in that room, if I think back, everything was quite confusing. It was taking a lot of time in my head. So fast forward again, 12 months to where I am now. Not only have I got time and clarity on the clinical business, but I'm now next week about to launch another business with the wife as well, which I've been working on and kind of splitting my time. So I'm down to two clinical days, working on both businesses in, in those three days as well, which is just push my veins with energy, really. Um, something new. It's a very similar business in terms of the structure of it and, and how it's going to work, but in a, a different industry. So, you know, you're learning new things, which I think is what we all, all like to do. So, um, I can honestly say I'm not only a different business owner, 12 months on, but a different person, different husband, dad, everything. So, um, I've, been, I've been to London. From London, I went over to PPM Live in, in Orlando. Um, did Dublin in December. Not a long six months to get to this point here. I'm in London again, uh, and the next one I'm going to be in Cleveland, and hopefully Orlando again in October, and so on. So um, there's lots of fun to be had along the way, and I think if you approach it with, with that mind, um, yeah, you're going to have a great time doing it. And um, with these guys in particular in the room, it's a less of a scary place being in business. I will add, actually, I mentioned uh, before when we talk about the American podcast, how it's very, very different. It is different. You hear Derek sitting here talking about six, six. Uh, figure dollar business, um, which you know, in this country we could, we could only dream of really with what these guys are charging, but they have the same problems. Um, they're overcoming the same challenges, arguably on a bigger scale with bigger risk um, in America. Um, talking to, to Paul Hendricks yesterday, you know, he was sort of shedding some light on um, what those guys are doing as well. And if you get a chance to meet Matt, uh, Natty, another you know, great character, uh, doing things very differently uh, as well. but. Um, all super, super successful, but there's no reason you can't be that, just in comparative scale. So, um, yeah, I, I, I listened to you when Ultimate CEO in um, Orlando, and you know, that story inspired me for the next nine months to push on. Um, so, yourself and Natty in particular are an inspiration to me. So, I'd like to know to be sat here next to you. That's a ah, thanks. much appreciation. So. I think it's it's uh, one of the things, but especially when I reflect over the past twelve year, twelve months, is that it's no, it's not all success and roses and a big fairy tale. Um, the business can sometimes be hard and can be quite rough, um, but I think that's what this. Uh, mastermind group and especially the community and, and the coaching around it has given me is, is uh, the, the tenacity to move forward and um, and be more resilient, being able to cope with more stress and every time you overcome an obstacle you become uh, better at overcoming the next uh, obstacle because it's going to come, that's, that's for sure. Even like when you're holding your hands way up high, you just gotta you just gotta brace yourself because it's coming. Uh, and when I was sitting here, uh, in this particular chair, but uh, 12 months ago, uh, we were in a like really rough period. We had a massive staff turnover, a lot of senior officials leaving, a lot of the new officials coming in that left within a short period of time due to uh, circumstances that you cannot always uh, control. Uh, but just having the coaching 
to keep you calm, really, um, so you don't panic and make stupid decisions, and and basically just have a, a clear plan built on all the knowledge you you have uh, you have uh, sort of like um, gotten uh, in the previous years. Uh, Help me like, go through a, a rough period, and and when I talked to my accountant the other day, he was making sort of like uh, the. Um, the the accountant side of two uh, two thousand twenty two he said uh, what's what's your plan looks looks really looks really bad for, for twenty twenty two and I was like like oh I've already turned it around really like things are good again and he was like mm, can I can you can you can you maybe like send me the cash flow and the budget and stuff and just send him straight away and he called me on the phone saying yeah uh, you you got it you got it again and and that's that's what this this uh, community is all about getting the knowledge and being able to implement uh, stuff like that. So it's it really just is all about the accountability, I think. Yeah, um, and the knowledge that you need at the right time, um, because I know it, it can be difficult sitting here today, and you might easily get really overwhelmed. But you're not uh, you're not necessarily going to need all the information that you have gotten within these two days. Today, you might need them like six, six, uh, six months or twelve months from now. But that's yeah. That's excellent. And you, you all sort of touched on it there. Um, I think the word growth was mentioned. So just go into that a little bit more. And again, growth is growth in business can be anything. It's hiring. It's opening a new location. It's making more money. But I think the 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 you know the, the real like if you distill it all down, the growth is is in these guys and it's in you and it's it's in the decisions that you make and it's in your thought process, in the like I said the people that you surround yourself with. So just go again on that sort of last twelve month basis. What's the growth been like for you, four guys, um, and how that's then translated into the business and the growth within that? Um, so. I think yeah, it's, for me it's been yeah taking a step up, up, like out of the treatment room. I'll probably do yeah two or three hours a week of treating now. Um, but four physios, two uh, admin staff, um, and I think you know it, it's probably it probably comes down to probably maybe a few years ago just got just got drilled into to, to me definitely just around you know how important it is to coach your staff. So all that time I've taken out of the treatment room, I just reinvest back into the staff. Um, and um, yeah, that, that's just one of the most like high leverage things that I'll do. Um, and just to, just do it continuously. Well, we're doing like the quarterly meeting on Monday, and I got them to do an exercise, which was what 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 are each staff member's top three superpowers? Um, and I think four of them said, "Oh." It's just like constantly educating me. Um, so I think that's code for he constantly hassles me and tries to kind of coerce me into getting better. But um, but that's just yeah, just something that I think is definitely behind the growth. Um, the last twelve months, we, the visits we went from four hundred in June last year to eight hundred and fifty-two um, this month, um, and. The team went from uh, two physios to four physios. We got head physio now, so she does a lot of the coaching as well. Um, went from we yeah, have one admin staff to now two full time and one part time. Um, and 
Yeah, so yeah, the last 12 months, we, I opened a new location around the high street, and that, that's just basically, yeah, just really, really helps with the, the growth of the business, basically, and, and a lot of the implementation of that, you know, how to how to build the clinic and how to market and stuff, definitely came from came from all the coaching, um, and so all the other people in this in this group who've opened clinics and things. Um, so yeah, the last 12 months, we've hit record months every month except three months. Um, so it's just been a, a really, really good uh, last last 12 months. Um, and um, I think, you know, personally, and you know, I think being part of this, you're, you know, it's clear that you're, you know, getting better is important to you. So I probably would have, you know, I'm naturally just someone who likes to just improve anyway. Um, but personally, I think, you know, I've, I've just set, I've set myself the, the challenge of just being uncomfortable and just doing the things that I don't want to do, um, having the conversations that I don't want to have, and that's just made me a like, much better leader. Um, usually, having conversations that you, know, you, you kind of don't really want to have, um, and yeah, conversations with patients then become easier. Conversations you know, about how you want the clinic to be um, are just a lot, a lot easier to articulate, um, and the staff know exactly where you're at, so there's just no like gossiping and things like that. Um, because yeah, people know that I'll, I'll just be like brutally honest with them. Uh, so that's something that's uh, definitely helps yeah the growth as well. Um, and yeah, I think all the all the extra time I've got not tr not treating patients just around yeah the marketing has definitely helped as well. So. Um, yeah, being able to put all the skills that I've picked up since doing Accelerator and all the stuff I've picked up since, yeah, I've, I've, I've been able to put into action yeah, in the last 12 months as well, yeah. Um, Good. Derek? I'm going to piggyback on that before I answer real quick. One of the things that, that as a CEO, like as you continue to grow, you start to pay attention to is like, am I doing the things that are required to be a CEO and having the uncomfortable conversations, addressing the behaviors that you see that might not be affecting numbers yet is one of the biggest things I see in people who haven't gotten to the sec that next stage of it. Um, it's like, oh, well, I hire people. I don't have to deal with those things. I don't, like If they're not doing it, then that's on them. If their numbers start to drop, then, okay, now I've got the objective conversation that, look, you didn't see the visits. Now it's a problem. But we all know. like We see the behavior, and you're like, the, the numbers are a lagging indicator of the behaviors. So if you start to see that, your job as a CEO is to say, no, 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 that's not the behavior we have here. And it's uncomfortable, it sucks. Like none of us wanna have those conversations, especially not with people that we've brought into our team that are like, you know, in, in, in my situation, I've got a very senior staff. So, um, you know, I, I'm talking to people who a decade ago, you know, we were going to trainings together and I was asking them, maybe longer than a decade ago now, but um, I was asking them questions. And so to sit that person down and say, hey, this isn't a behavior that we can have. This is going to affect other parts of the team and start to filter into all these ripple effects. Um, that's one of the biggest jobs of the CEO that we have to grow into. Um, it's not fun for any of us. So it's, it's brilliant uh, just to reemphasize that. Um, one of the, the things that I think in terms of growth that I've looked at a lot is is doing a better job of trusting my people and giving them the space to to do the things. Like I said, you know, they they they, they saw somebody who wasn't performing, 
you know, in the past they would have come to me and said like, I need permission to fire this person. Um, so I'm, I'm so ecstatic. Uh, I have a, a, like no conversation, nothing came to me. I in fact got an email because they tried to claim like unemployment. Um, so I sent it to my office manager like, yeah, I'll, I'll fill you in on it whenever we jump on our call. Um, so stuff like that of like, y'all have the space, I trust you. Um, and here's the objectives that we want y'all understand what I'm communicating. They've all been with me long enough, like we've laid those bricks, but then it still takes this this other level to, to start to take a step back and actually let them go. And when you do that, people really start to, to kind of flourish and start to show it. That's been the biggest growth for me. Uh, it, it really has. It's been something that I've worked on a lot. Um, and some of that comes from kind of the vision. If we reel that back is, you know, what do I want out of this business? What kind of life do I want to build? And then you take that vision and like flip it over. We all think about growing a business and you're like, why? Like, no, 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 start over here. What do I want that to look like? And then track that back. And then what does the business need to look like to give you that part of it? Do it backwards. Um, and, and a lot of that work has led to, okay, well, there's no way I can get to this life where you know I'm, I'm going for a month and I have no stress about the office if I don't start putting these pieces in place. And so um, then you got to kind of start digging into to, to, you know, a, a lot of the deeper stuff, the, the beliefs like, you know, why am I scared to pull back? What, 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 is, what do I think is true that's not? Um, what am I operating on that is a false belief that's holding me back? And then, you know, that, that starts to track back. Uh, me and Carrie last night were having a conversation about, like, how we were raised by our parents. And, like, this is a conversation that you wouldn't expect from, you know, two CEOs talking about business. But those are the things that affect our team every day. That sometimes you gotta do the hard work to kind of dig into why do you respond like that? And if you don't fix that stuff, then it's gonna be really hard. You're pushing the boulder uphill to try and change the way you communicate with your team and you lead your team. So I um, hope that makes sense. Chris? Oh, I forgot your question by now. Simon, but I'll, uh, I think we're talking about growth, personal and, yeah, and physical. Um, yeah, it's essentially based around the, you know, we talk about growth and we tend to talk, oh, my business did this, my business did that, but more about what it yeah. is from you that's then developed the Yeah, business I think you're right there, so I think it's very easy to, to, when it comes to these things to focus on, you know, what have you raised your rates to, how many staff have you now got, how many treatment rooms, and I think to the outside world that's what people see as success, but um, as you said there, Simon, there's a lot of personal growth that has to happen to make those things happen. I think what, what Derek touched on, um, for him to get to the seven figures and it, it'd be a mess is that those physical things probably happened without the personal growth to match. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah. yeah. So um, for me, it's very much just getting out your own way. Um, I said I've been in Paul's world a long time before joining 4%, um, so I knew the tactical stuff, I knew his way of thinking. Um, but I was putting certain barriers in my own way. Um, and very, very quickly, I was able to take um, information from guys in the room today and the guys not in the room that who have gone past those barriers and are doing things and um, just give myself permission, but also get permission from other people to, to do stuff as well. Um, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what it was that Paul said in, in Orlando, but I went up to him after and said, that's exactly what I needed. That was the permission I needed to go back and sign the lease on, on taking on the bigger premises. Um, in the future, I'd like that to come from within and, know, and be sure I think I am, I think I've got more resilience now. And um, yeah, I always know, I always trust myself and back myself. 
um, but it helps out the community uh, around you as well to, to go to and just run ideas, bounce ideas off and just, just basically check your own thinking, uh, I think. Um, but the big, I think the biggest thing for me that, that the last year has given me, I suppose we've, we've had a particular clinic now for our 10th year, so for the previous eight, eight, nine years, is speed. The speed which I now move, the accountability is a, you know, it's a word that gets, uh, sort of, particularly in these kind of communities, gets bashed around a lot. I don't necessarily feel accountable to anybody but myself, but coming to these things, it's like a verbal diarrhea. You know, it's a safe place. If you can't talk about your business here, then where, where, where can you talk about it? You know, it's, I buzz off coming to these things. It's been six months since I've seen some of these guys. You know, what can I tell them I've done? And, you know, when, when I feel like I've not done too much this week, well, what can I tell them I've done when I see them next? Or it might be from call to call. Uh, for me, I'm more of an in-person person. I like to sit down to the beginning or a coffee um, and, and eyeball people and, and actually talk about business. That's kind of what the community's done for me, really, in, in terms of growth. And obviously, in terms of physical growth, I'd say we, we tripled the floor plan of the business. We're now five treat rooms. Um, so when we go back to priorities, so uh, a Luke will attest this. I don't spend a lot of marketing. Um, <laughs> it's some month zero. Um, rightly or wrongly, uh, wrongly, I would say. Um, but that, that's now my focus. So we've got these rooms now, we've got a new business that we need to drop some business for. So now my little computer in my brain flips the window open to marketing, and that's where we're going to focus on. Um, so you can ask us things about tactical stuff. Yeah, give Tim yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let Tim go on to that then, because um, <laughs> I've got something around that. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in, in terms of I think we got um, asked this question. Um, I, I wrote down clarity. Yeah, because there's. it seems like over the years that there's just some rules that you can't violate for uh, too long of a period. So you almost have to go back to those things uh, once in a while and just be reminded of it. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that's part of... of having a steady growth is just uh, obviously knowing your numbers and knowing the rules of business and as long as you just stick to those rules at least for me like things is going to be all right because every time i've uh, uh, so like gone in the opp opposite direction uh, compared to the rules that I, I knew that i had to stick to like it's it's not been it's not been great and uh, it's not been pretty either so, um, so that's that's one of the things that, that really uh, uh, made it possible to turn around uh, this this uh, uh, this tumor that I that I scaled in 2022 and, and really uh, has has brought it back to a point where it's it's uh, I'm paying myself a fair market salary. I haven't done that since I started the business, and and. And scaling it uh, to a, a profitable business with maybe twelve or eighteen percent each month, and just a steady, steady growth, and, and it, it just all comes down to clarity. And, and if you can't figure out what's wrong, you have to go back, look into the rules. What does the rule of business say? Like, talk to the community, talk to the coaches about it, uh, and then just go back to your plan, just stick to it, and and. Most importantly, yeah, implement implement the stuff that you're taught. Otherwise, it's it's not gonna gonna do much of a difference if, if you can't implement it. Then it's just all the information out there. You're just thriving for it, 
uh, for for no particular reason. Yeah. Other than your ego, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So just on that, then, so that leads us really nicely to the next question, which is implementation. So give us something that you've implemented, a strategy, you know, a tactic, whatever you want to call it, something that you've implemented over the last twelve months that's worked, and, and what it was. Okay, so are you, uh, please just not, don't have to raise your hands, I think. Uh, are you all familiar with like the direct response marketing uh, mindset? Yeah, good. So I think uh, what, I've, what, I've, what I can bring to the table in regards to this is, is what I just shortly touched on. Uh, seeing the possibility in trying to scale that aspect of the business so it doesn't become like a physical problem, uh, a physical product like uh, treatment or exercising, but more like how can we sell our knowledge um, and put that into put that, that into play. And then I think one of the biggest game changers, at least for me uh, this year, has been to um, try and position myself as a patient and really trying to think about how they would think if they came into a business and was presented with a plan of care on the first session, which I used to do. Uh, and we sat down and, and we have now made some adjustments to that. So what we will do at the moment is that we will bring in for an initial assessment. We will upsell them on two sessions afterwards for the, uh, for the purpose of being as precise as humanly possible uh, in their plan of care moving forward. And it, what, it, what it also gives us is uh, we are able to uh, create better knowledge around us. Uh, they like us more and, and most importantly, they trust us more uh, in order to commit to that, that plan of care. Uh, that is uh, the, 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 the pure purpose of, of why we do it in order to help them uh, become the best possible version. Yeah. Excellent. Chris? Yeah, I guess tactic-wise, me uh, very much working with Luke was um, scorecard and constantly recruit. Really, now we were constantly having interviews, compiling CVs. Um, I mentioned scorecard first. That helped me as a better leader. Really um, helped me communicate to my staff what was expected of them um, in a way that they could understand, and also gave them some autonomy in their their own practice as well, so they can present the figures um, to me, so they take ownership of, of their numbers really, and also be their performance. That's what it's representing. Um, and then hiring people to those scorecards as well, so constantly recruiting, having phone calls with, with Luke. Every time I talk to him, somebody else quits afterwards, randomly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the constantly re recruiting, I think Paul touched on yesterday, there's a difference between constantly recruiting and constantly hiring. Um, you know, so we've now got a nice sort of wedge of, of decent CVs that we can take to an interview process, should I get back tomorrow and uh, God forbid someone's under their notice in. Or, We've had a load of new leads and one of those rooms needs to be full, we can get straight on the phone and get a, a, another therapist in. So for me, I'd say those two things have come hand in hand for me and made quite a bit of difference. Yeah, that's brilliant. The, um, think in reverse a lot for the scorecards. We uh, we talk about like why would why would that position get fired? Like why would why would you get rid of somebody? Um, and then use that as the framework to kind of have the conversations around. Because we all know like Oh well, if they're showing up late, if they're not hitting their numbers, like when our brain, our brain solves problems really quickly when we ask it like that. Um, so when you're doing kind of, if you're if you're not doing scorecards, just start building it in reverse. Like why would I fire somebody? Let's make sure that you don't do these things, so I don't have to fire you. 
um, it's a good starting point and then you can kind of build. Some easy tactic stuff that we do that I think is, is just too easy is uh, like when people come in the practice, we, don't, we may not talk about this. I love the idea of delaying the conversation about it, um, but we'll have them fill out a uh, kind of full wellness questionnaire. Of like, what are you wanting in your life besides dealing with this pain problem? So you got a shoulder injury, cool. Like, well, we're gonna take care of that. Uh, yeah, somebody told you to come see us because we're the best. What else do you want? What, what are these other things around your health that you want to address. And part of this goes to what Simon was talking about. When they answer that, they're giving you permission to talk about it. So if they come in, we have a couple who came in and, and said like, we both have uncontrolled diabetes and we've tried everything to get this in control. We'll do whatever you say. Um, they are, the, one, their results are insane, but they basically said, if you can, if you can give me some structure around addressing this, like, here's the card, both of us are coming, we're gonna do whatever you say. It's very, very likely that a few years ago, they would have still had that thought in their mind, but we would have never had the conversation with them. And they'd have come in and done a full course of care, his knee's feeling great, leaves, and we have no idea that this is the epitome of the patient that we want, that will end up spending over their lifetime with us. Yeah thousands and thousands of dollars just because we asked the question on the front end. And that is as simple as what type of program do you want to offer? Ask some questions. Do you want to get in better shape? Do you want to get stronger? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to get better at sports? Do you want to recover better? And hand them the paper when they come in. Whether you follow up on it right then or not is not important. Most of the time we don't, to be completely honest. It's not that first visit. That's such a simple tactic. Um, we do, I mean, ours has, has exploded, but so now it's like even, have you had you know, blood tests that said you were inflamed? Maybe we need to get you on some supplements. Maybe we need to give you some diet plans. You need to be in the cryo chamber a few times a week. Um, that, that little thing, that's not an exaggeration, this year will probably make our practice $500,000. That, that little twist of bringing people in, what else do you want? How can we problem solve? And, even if you don't have a program around some of that stuff, there's been programs that we have four or five people ask for it. Like, I'll build it. We'll, we'll make a program around that. That's fine. If they all, all want to do it, what's the pricing? Again, flip it over. How do we make that profitable enough for us, for us to spend time on it? Build it out. We, have, we know we have five people who want it now, but you can't get to that if you don't ask the question. So it's, it's such a simple tactic that I think we should all do. Um, so hopefully that happens. Brilliant. Um, I think it's worth mentioning the, the shockwave package that we managed to get um, as a group. I, think, I, think, I can't remember what the, what the actual discount was, but significant. Yeah. yeah. One of the good things was that there was about eight of us. We managed to get a, pull together and get a um, yeah, each get a shockwave machine just because of this group. So it's probably like twenty or thirty percent, or maybe something like more. Um, and then also on the back of that, we've. You know, we've got leads like this, we've got like different tactics that we Some share about how to get more shockwave patients and um, that's something I've implemented in the last 12 months, um, which is which is really, really good. Um, also started um, a newsletter as well, which it was something I should have done a long time ago, but just like a weekly one, I just target all the people who open my emails every time and then just just to target them, so it's like the open rates like between 75 and 80%. Um, 
and with those patients, they just they're just a lot more in touch with us. You know, they're coming in for more maintenance now, and um, that's just a really simple tactic. That's how you know, it's, it's really easy to put together. Um, patients like it; they come in more frequently, and they refer more patients and things like that. Um, that's been that's been really good. Um, what else has been good? Um, the recruitment side of things. Um, I think I just know exactly who I want. But, you know, when I go through the, the hiring process um, and how important the values side of things are, uh, because someone can tactically or theory-wise be, be really, really good. But if they don't want to learn, then it's just a waste of time because that's all we do. All we do is educate, learn, challenge, keep people accountable, tell them you know we need to do it better. Um, and you know, be humble, uh, and that goes you know, for me as well. Um, so if you've got an ego or someone who's just not wanting to be coached, even if they're really good, then they're just not going to be a good fit. Whereas if you've got someone who's really eager, hasn't got the skills, but has the charisma, has the mindset, wants to be part of the team, wants to be, achieve the vision, then that's the person you're going to hire, basically. Um, or that's the person I would hire. Um, and just one more thing, oh yeah, going back onto the thing from October last year and PPM Live, just having that clarity on that, how many visits my physios need to see, uh, you know, how many insurance, how many private pay, uh, you know, how many self-funders, and that, that's been a really big thing for me because it means if I've had a hectic week and haven't had a chance to, to look at the numbers into the same detail, I can just get a really quick snapshot of what I need um, and how far off we're at. Uh, you know how far off we are, um, which means I can do that from anywhere. If I'm on holiday or if uh, you know if I'm not in the clinic, I can just know exactly where the where the gaps are. If we've gone over, then that's great, and that might mean we. Might be, you know, if someone wants to do some more training, then <coughs> I can block that out in their diary because we've got a surplus. Um, so we spend a lot of time doing that in Dublin as well, I think, um, and yeah, and that's just been a massive. Massive benefit for me. Yeah. Excellent. Um, um, one of the questions I was going to ask the guys was, um, uh, sort of what, what what thing have you got from the group? But uh, we're very much around. It's not this group is never about comparison. It's inspiration and collaboration, sharing. And if you want, it's the perfect example. While Derek is talking about something that he is doing, Ed's taking notes on it. While well, I just sat on a success panel talking about the thing that we're talking about, he's doing the thing that we're talking about. That's what this is all about, sharing all of that. Um, it, it, it's, it's never about, oh, they're further along than me. They've got a bigger business, so they must be different, blah, blah, blah. It's really about that. It's about that open, honest, like, what do you need? Uh, and again, when the guys got together, the, the, we have a WhatsApp group um, for the sort of UK and Europe uh, members. And, and one of the guys, I think it might be yourself, or somebody said, think about getting a shop machine. So we have a corporate partner in the States, Fury Medics, that um, comes to our events. And I got in touch with them to look at Johnny, who is the UK guy, speak to them, um, and you absolutely nailed him to the floor. Like, he, to the point when I, I spoke to him and he went, I asked him for something, he went, no, because you're, I gave you guys too much of a discount. I went, well, you just need to get better at selling. Like, they've clearly done a really good job and they're clearly good students of ours. So, that's what it's about. And then to see Ed, just, you know, Derek said something there, I think it was probably one of the flipping things around and doing things like that, um, and taking notes. I'm like, we're, t we're literally at 
a success panel in front of you guys and yet the collaboration and the sharing is still going on. That's what this is about. That's what it's at the heart of that. Um, so on uh, moving on to something else as well, subject, um, something as time just move on. Um, give us um, give us something that's quite quick on this one, but just give us a marketing strategy, something that you've, that you've done. And again, think past the last 12 months on this if you want to, but something, bit of, let's put a bit of meat on the bone, if you like, something, I did this marketing strategy, this worked. Um, you know, it's always good to share that, getting more people into your, into the clinic. So, um, Ed, what have you done? Um, say word of mouth, I'm kicking you off the panel. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there's a community page, really lovely, so it's called uh, something newsy. So it's like a social media news page where they post information about the like, local area. And there's about 40, 50,000 people who follow it, um, and they love more like independent businesses. Um, you're always learning about different like new businesses that have started in the area. Um, did a, did a post for like a free knee assessment last month and got like 60 leads off it. Um, and we do that quite often. Um, so I bet there'll be someone, something similar in your area um, um, where you've got a community page and if you can just drop in some free, uh, some sort of free lead magnet, then yeah, it just works very, very well because you've got a captive audience, the local, they like independent businesses, yeah, bit of personality helps as well, and um, that's what's really, really well. Yeah, good, Eric. I'm going to flip this over on Simon. So we talk about word of mouth, um, but how do we actually get our people to generate word of mouth and get out there? So I, I am going to say word of mouth, but in a, in a roundabout way, we have something we call plus one cards. So. A lot of you in your clinics probably have like, um, you know, just similar questions. We do a lot of dry needling and every day in my clinic, somebody says like, what's the difference between dry needling and acupuncture? Um, that's just one example. We, so now it used to be like, you know, here's the spill. We go in, here's the difference, blah, blah, blah. So now we have what's, what's called a plus one card, which amounts to a, a postcard with a little description, you know, very simple in layman's terms. Here's what the difference is, and here's what dry needling is. When they flip it over, it's a postcard. They can actually send it to someone. It's got a QR code to our podcast on whatever that subject is. So on, in this case, dry needling. If someone asks what regenerative therapy is, same thing. It's got like a little thing. They flip it over. On the back, it's got a QR code to whatever our information is on that. And it's also got a QR code to a new patient uh, kind of discount type of offer. So they take this plus one, that innocuous question that they asked your staff, we just keep them in all the treatment rooms. So it's like, I think now we've got 10 plus one cards. They'll grab, oh, well, I'm glad you asked what that is. Here's a card you can take with you because you're going to forget what I tell you. And if someone else asks you, you know, give it to them, they can scan it. It'll take them straight to our podcast. They can listen to it. Um, and then you've just generated word of mouth. People want to share it. And we see it all the time. Like, Oh, oh, you know, so-and-so gave me your card. And it's not our business card. How many people give business cards anymore? It's useless. But a plus one card, we get, uh, we probably get 10 people who come in and say like, oh, I listened to your podcast on this already. How'd you do that? Somebody gave me a plus one card on it. So uh, it, you generated word of mouth by giving them something that they can take that brought them into your world. So it's, it's kind of a neat little thing that you can do. Build your list. If you don't have frequently asked questions, you can jump on uh, Answer the Public and like type in whatever 
things you do and it'll give you like the top questions around that. So it's kind of a neat way if you don't have something like that that you can just kind of build some fun questions on. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to jump to a principle first. I know you went for tactics, but um, going back to marketing, I haven't done a lot of marketing this year. Again, whether we put barriers in my, in my own way, but staffing issues, not having, or being at full capacity that you're thinking, we can't put any more people in that funnel because we, we can't take them on. Um, but something Paul said a few months ago, you know, the reason for marketing is not only to get attract people to you, but to, to state who you're for, what you're about. Um, and that's what we haven't been doing. So whilst we're at capacity now, we're probably not at capacity with the majority of our type of customer. So we're seeing a lot of people at one time as would have been in the NHS usually, uh, and now have come private because they have to, um, but they're not buying into patterns of, of care and stuff. So for me, my marketing brain now is it's about the message we're putting out there to attract the right people to us. Uh, with the new business, um, the website's still in development at the moment. Um, they've been dragging the heels about four weeks late at the moment, and we're about to launch next week. So when you're launching something new, you want a website behind you to look credible, um, really. So what I did instead, I've created a landing page, and I've packaged up all the information the copy I've written for the website and done it into a PDF, and we've just data captured off that ever since. So all these people have been coming to list, and from there, I've been sending them surveys on what they're most interested in, what's most important to them when they're looking for this type of service. Is it price? Is it uh, experience of the practitioner? Is it the facilities of the machine? Those kind of things. So that, that's kind of what I've been doing at the moment, which has worked really well. So not only have I got people interested, generated the interest, I actually also know what they want. And then I've sent them content specific to that. All my social posts have then been about that particular service. So it's a laser hair uh, machine that we've, we've been implemented. And it's also just skin rejuvenation, thread vein removal, and skin... Um, pigmentation removal. Um, my mind was like, people that sign up because it's hair removal, but when I asked them, a lot of people were interested in the skin pigmentation, so the social media stuff flipped, and, and the content I was putting out was a little bit more skin pigmentation, and the list grew, again, off, off the back of that. So it's just, yeah, I don't mean to take from that, but ask questions, ask your audience. They, they will tell you what they want, and you can adapt your, your stuff around that. Excellent. Tim? Uh, yeah, um, make sure that you incentivize uh, referrals and give people like a really, really, really good reason to refer people to you. Like it's not enough to just ask for it because your patients will probably because they like you, and are not very good at saying no. Will probably just say yeah, yeah, yes. I will. I will tell people about you. Uh, but you, uh, from my experience, you really need to incentivize it. Whether it's a uh, a voucher for. A, for whatever local uh, business in your area, where, where they can buy their groceries, or you um, you give them a free session, or whatever whatever it takes, just really incentivize it and give people like a really good reason to refer people to you. That's always a good idea, and there's plenty of tactics and letters um, uh, around that. You can get mine uh, there in Danish, but you can also uh, ask one of the other guys. I know they got it in English, might be better. Um, and then uh, I think uh, what, I've, what I've tried, uh, I've talked just shortly around it, uh, is the thing like how can you how can you make money when you're not around at the clinic? And from that idea uh, came uh, a thing that I've been in, implemented for the past few months, which is really uh, obviously you have all the leads coming in, but. Uh, we try to pick the lowest hanging fruit, but still put a price tag on it. So what we did was we basically built a session which is in the middle of a free discovery visit and an initial initial assessment. So it's, it's 
uh, it's a session roughly around an hour where they come in, they get their uh, full uh, assessment and a little bit of treatment. We just put a price tag small enough on it in order to make sure that people actually uh, came to the clinic um, instead of uh, using a lot of time on the phone. We are, of course, still using a lot of time on the phone, but we just managed to pick those low-hanging low fruits of people who actually wanted to book in. Um, yeah, so, so from my perspective, don't forget about like that you still need to follow up on leads, but don't be afraid to try and pick the low-hanging fruit, fruit sometimes because if you're marketing in your presence uh, on social media, media and word of mouth and Google reviews are good enough, like people will still be bought into you. Uh, obviously, don't forget to qualify the leads, but but uh, you will you will experience that that some of those people coming in are, are quite quite keen to move forward uh, uh, and do do it your way. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Good. Thank you. Right. Um, last question. Uh, lunch is I'm almost upon us. So, um, you're in a lift, or an elevator, um, and uh, someone gets in the lift and says, Oh, hi, are you Tim? Are you part of that pop-off mastermind group? I've heard. You say, yes, yes I am. Are you still with that guy I wrote? Are you still with that guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you still with that guy? Yeah. And you say, well, yes, yes I am. Well, I'm getting off at the third floor. Tell me in the next 20 seconds why. <laughs> Uh, because I can't afford not to. Yeah. That's that's. I think that's the short answer. Yeah, I cannot. I, I can't afford not to. I I wrote this uh, five five six hours ago uh, during breakfast uh, because that, that that's what people keep asking me. Like every time I meet someone who's just slightly interested in 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 my business adventure, and and they can't really wrap their head around like why I keep being part of this community and and yeah the, the, yeah, the, the shortest answer is just uh, I can't afford not to because it, it just keeps me sharp coming here and uh, being on the uh, being on the Wednesday calls and uh, sometimes following along on zoom what happens uh, in the US on the on the bigger events um, yeah so so really just yeah I can't afford not to that's that's the answer Excellent. Chris same question to you in yeah, for me, um, I think it boils down to speed, clarity, and energy, really. Um, you can wrap all that into focus, I guess, as well. Um, I've done this without being part of the group, and I've enjoyed it more and got more out of it and pushed the business to where I want to get to a lot quicker in the last year than I have in the previous years. So for me, that's what it's all about. Derek? Yeah, the thing that Paul said yesterday uh, would be my answer is I, that you know take advice from someone who's where you want to be make sure that that's who you're taking advice from uh, that's what being in, in this group is, uh, is is you're finding people who are where you want to be uh, Paul included I've yet to meet a very highly successful person that does not have coaching of some sort and that is across hundreds of industries across the world all of it uh, every majorly successful and happy person that I've met has coaching of some sort, so that would be my elevator, my, my lift pitch. 
Thanks. This bit sounds better than elevator pitch, by the way. Yeah, I'd say the same to Yeah, I think I'm, you know, kind of naturally quite ambitious, um, and you say something like, you know, want to go to the moon, and Paul's the man to help me get there. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So then the answers were all incorrect, and all of you said calls were silent. Uh, it, it, it is fantastic and, and what, what you guys uh, are achieving uh, and, and, you, and the great thing is this, I could put, pick up four of any of the guys in the, in, the, in the group and put them up here and many, many more. So go out here today. So, um, so it, it's, it's fantastic um, to listen to what you guys um, are achieving, what, how much you enjoy it. The, and like I said, the, the, this is a community. We are members of the community. Um, and please keep talking to them. Um, Get hold of them at lunch, get hold of them at the breaks, they're all accessible. Um, I, I've never known an environment like it where you will not see a bunch of people who want to see everybody else do well. And not just make loads of money, because that's nice, but succeed, be happy, flourish, be fulfilled. Um, and uh, they'll challenge you as well, it's great on our progress calls. So um, Derek's part of CEO, which is a, a small group um, quarterly meeting uh, with Paul, <laughs> And, and the business owners, so they deep dive into it. So, and for those, for the, the guests, we have the progress groups, which is, a, it's like CEO light, if you, if you like, in a similar sort of thing. Every couple of weeks we meet, we want the coaches, facilitate it, but the guys are like, right, and, and then it'd be like, Steve, did you get them fired? Did you get it done? You said you were gonna do it. Oh, well, I was going to, and then I went on holiday. You're like, come on, like, what, what needs to happen? And, and it's great seeing each other. What, and, and again, it's not, you know, accountability for accountability's sake, it's because you guys, you know, this you care about each other. It's a, you know, we, we pass the gas, you know the gas test is? Who doesn't know what the gas test is? Put your hands up. Hands up, hands up. Don't be scared to put your hands up, all right? It's okay, that Lego day. It just stands for give a shit. And that's what these guys do. That's what it is. Pass the give a shit test. And they do about themselves and about each other. Because as much as it is a, it, this is an environment of learning, about the growing of resource and help and support, but it's also about giving things back. And, and uh, every single member of this community is a huge asset to it, and it makes it stronger. And the strength of this community is in the strength of this community. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.